I'm a medium, ask me how, was not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We best friends, but we love talking about dead people. We're going to laugh and we'll cry. Well, Dana's going to cry a little bit. We got love bombs all over the place. And let's not act like Matt isn't going to cry a little bit. But we're also going to cuss. So if that doesn't resonate, turn the fuck around. Yeah, we're going to drop some fuck bombs. But we also want to share our experiences and knowledge about mediumship. So sit down, get comfortable, and remember. You are the light of 100,000 suns. You are the light. And enjoy. I'm a medium. Ask me how. <gasps> Dana. Matthew Tao. Oh, it's so good to see you. It feels like home. It feels, it like, feels like, a little... <laughs> like coming home. We can't sing anymore. We'll get sued. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Did gonna you just sue make us? that song up? Yeah. <laughs> <Dana>. <laughs> it was so good. You thought I was ripping somebody off. Yeah, well, you know, I like to just make sure that we're copyright compliant. (laughs) Coming home for the holidays with Matt and Dana. Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) Listen, I'm not the ho. Well, somebody has to be in the friend group. And if you don't know who they are, don't call me a ho. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, welcome back to another episode of I'm a Medium. Ask, Ask me, me how. how. Bing. <laughs> welcome back. We're talking more. <laughs> we are talking more about Sedona. I know, I know, guys. I know you're like enough about Sedona, but this this is fun. We're talking a little bit more about the normal in paranormal. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? One episode on a haunted hotel was not enough for these two mediums. Nope. Nope. Dana, we went to the Grand Hotel in Arizona. And it was in... Jerome. What? Jerome. <laughs> I don't know what town it was in. But it was on the side of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And it's known as a ghost town. A mm-hmm. ghost town. It's a town yeah, it's full of ghosts, apparently. Yeah, no, it's really cool, too. It's like, I don't know, it's like 20 minutes outside of, of Sedona, and it's up mm-hmm. on this hill, like up on the mountain, I guess, um, and you kind of go up through the winding road, and it's such a cool, like, old town. Um, highly recommend going just for the scene, scenic yes. views. You can see a lot of Sedona from up there, um, and they have all of these old shops and there's just a lot of history up there. So it's just like a, a cool way to spend the day. There's a lot of shops, a lot of little restaurants. And, you know, the shtick is it's haunted. It's very spooky, spooky. up there. Ookie girl. It's spooky ookie. <laughs> but you know what's really funny? I never get to talk about like uh, like heritage. or And, and I, I think it's because I'm in New England. I'm in a New England transplant here, like from Colorado. That like I really like going home or going to Arizona. It makes me miss like my roots. Because I feel like where we come from, we are very rooted in um, mining. 
and like the gold rush and pioneers and all that stuff. So going up into Jerome was like going home. It was a very weird feeling of being like, I miss this because it's part of my history of my my ancestors of like gold rush. So I just want to preface that I love Jerome so much because it was like overlooking Sedona. It was overlooking this beautiful valley. Um, and I think at the very top was the actual hotel. But mm. then they have like, is it called Ghost Burger? It, haunted Hamburger. Haunted Hamburger. I know it was some spooky ooky burger. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't get a chance to go there. But we, I wish we would have. I wish we actually got out of the car and actually got to walk around the town. Because it was cute. It was It was so it, cute. It was cute. And it was. You're right. It was very reminiscent of like a Colorado uh, mining town. Um, mm-hmm. And I but think. Golden. Yeah. Yeah. It was very. Um, and totally, I can totally see how you felt at home there. Because it is, it, it mm-hmm. felt very like Colorado mining town. Yes. And you know, it's really funny is my partner is sick and tired of every time I see something that reminds me of Colorado. I'm like, that's very Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, everything is. I'm like, no, that is right there. So, and this um, is a so, total divergence from, from mm-hmm. what we're about to talk about. But can we talk about oh. for a second that we had to go work out? before we went to the haunted hotel look look i'm on a regiment okay and when i commit to something i commit i commit it's now part of my lifestyle i'm saying hey i want to be fit i want to be healthy and so i think like a lot of people when they go on vacation they just let everything go but then i'm like no i gained so much i don't want to lose it so i forced dana to go to the gym with me let's can we talk about quickly about the gym adventures so first we're like okay we're going there i said dana look i'm gonna need a gym and she's like you're gonna be hiking a lot and i'm like that does nothing for my upper body girl we need to go to gym well and we we went on a hike that morning we went mm-hmm. fully, fully went on a hike that morning. Then we're like, okay, mm-hmm. then we'll go into Jerome. And we, well, where's the gym? Where's the gym between that and Jerome? We got to find a gym. We got to find a gym. That's all we talked about. Mm-hmm. We, we, we vetted it. We, we looked at it. We found one between the airport Mesa and Jerome. And so we, we stopped mm-hmm. in Cottonwood. Was that, was that universe fitness? Yeah, it was universe fitness. I'm just going to say Universe Fitness because that way we no yeah. sponsorship is ever going to get denied. But it's quiet in there. It was like you could make a noise or an alarm would go off. And I don't know if you've met Matt and I, but we're not quiet people. No, I wanted to be like, lift that weight, Willie. But I couldn't do that because then the alarm would go off and then I'd be booted out. So It was the most uncomfortable gym experience of all time. I'm lifting my weights and I'm going, mm. Mm. I was trying not to make a noise because I like to actually like make noise when I lift weights. So like if I'm doing like a dumbbell bench press, I like to go mm, like a little grunt, you know, and it's just sometimes noises like I guess now I understand light language that like if you make a noise, sometimes it can give you power to do something else. I'm just assuming with light language. Right. But like that, you could not make noise or you'd get kicked out. So yeah. we found that. And every time and we, I found like, an... we were rolling, we were kind of like, how many more sets do you have? And Matt would be like, I'm lifting weights. Shh. <laughs> We're going to okay. get kicked out. <laughs> I'm going to go work on my abs for a little bit. I think I have like 15 more minutes. 
<laughs> and I like to people watch as well because I'm weird. You know, I don't know. You know, it's part of the medium in me where I'm like, okay, I'm just people watching while I do this. Because you have to sit in between drops. You should wait a couple more minutes before you start a new one. You can't there. <laughs> you, you get kicked out. No leering. No leering. No, leering. no noise. Mm-mm. I felt Mm-mm. very, it was, it was a very awkward uh, gym experience, but I lifted hard because I was like, what else am I supposed to do? I can't make noise. I can't talk. I can't do anything. And so I lifted real hard. And I'm trying to keep up with Mr. Tao, who's like, I'd like to lift weights. Me, man, yeah. me lift weights. So I lifted real hard that day. And we left and I was like, I need to eat something now. And I got you hangry. You hangry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't seen a willy hangry. <laughs> <laughs> Run! (laughs) So we ended up being like, okay, let's go to Jerome. But before then, can I just tell you, I actually went to almost, what, three gyms while I was in Sedona. Yeah. I was Goldilocks of dumbbells. (laughs) I'm like, this gym is too quiet. This one's just right. Um, So we ended up going to Jerome and we go up the mountain. And let me tell you, this is like a one-way narrow road. And you're driving that big SUV. Thanks. Mm. You're you're piloting the pilot as we were going up the mountain. And it got to the point where we had to take a right off into the um, parking lot for the Grand Hotel. And <laughs> that's one-way traffic. And I'm like, this, this bitch is going to crash us. <laughs> and then you tried wedging us in this really small parking lot. <laughs> now, mind you, mind you, the rental car is in my name. <laughs> so I knew that if she crashed this vehicle, I'd be screwed. <laughs> so we end up backing out. I ended up getting into the driver's seat and we found a parking space and it was all good. And then we approach the hotel itself. Which is so cool looking. <sighs> so cool. And the views from up there are just like so incredible. Oh, it was so cool. It, w- it was breathtaking. I literally... Okay, so let's let's set the scene for for walking up to the hotel. I am not a person that believes in hauntings. I am not a medium that is open-minded to know that the spirit world is in a location, unable to leave it, blah, 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 blah. I hold space for the paranormal investigating mediums, but I've never experienced a haunted location that has come with evidence that has not had somebody fuel it with fear. Or know all about the history and then dilute every single person with them. So anything that they pick up is going to be a perspective or a point of view from said person. And you have been to that hotel. So we're going to definitely forewarn everybody that you went the previous visit or maybe a couple visits before then. I had been there in March. Um, My visit Mm -hmm. uh, to Sedona, I went there in March. And so I kept my mouth shut. Um, Mm -hmm. and I had, uh, fully tapped in when I was there in March. Um, and so I will let Matt kind of share his experience because it's Mm -hmm. fresher. Um, but, um, when I was sitting in while Matt was tapping in, first off, let me just say, let me, let me spin back and say, I was hangry. I was really hangry. (laughs) We, we walked in and and we went straight to the restaurant. I was like, we need to eat. We were like, we need to eat. So we sat, we, we went into the restaurant and we sat down and luckily um, we got a seat at the restaurant and they give you um, a table 
with that that like white tablecloth, like the paper tablecloth and crayons, which was perfect for Matthew. But um, I'm like, yay, yay! I felt like a, I felt like I was at Chili's when I was like five. Yeah, <laughs> it like... no, it was like the best thing ever for Matt. He just like sat down and he was like into it in full channel. I was like, what are we starting with? What is what's their first order? What are we Appetizer? starting with? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like uh, mm, spirit. <laughs> and and technically, you know, like I said, I had already kind of done the ghost walk there and and felt everything. But my intention when I was tapping in there was to pick up on things that I hadn't picked up on before. So I was trying mm-hmm. to to feel into things that I hadn't picked up on the first time I was there. So that was that was kind of my intention. But so I'm going to step back just like a couple minutes before that. So we walk up to the entrance of the hotel and actually, no, it wasn't the entrance. It was a side entrance to the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And before I had approached the building, I felt somebody. I felt somebody. I felt a male. And I felt like he had walked out and greeted us. Like he knew that we were mediums and was like, <laughs> you guys can just come on in. And I uh, remember seeing three floors to it because for the entrance for the restaurant you have to go up a staircase and I kept saying okay well there's three floors there's three floors there's three floors there's actually four but we'll get there later and I kept saying there's three floors and there's an office that's facing this way and we're gonna go so we go into the hotel we sit down at our table they give us the crayons Dana's sitting across from me she's looking at the uh, menu and I have a gentleman with me I have a man with me and he felt, and we were sitting right next to this pillar that would be like um, to my left, or no, to my right. And he felt like he was standing right next to the pillar and he was just talking to me while Dana was looking over the menu and the waitress was coming over. And I didn't mean to be rude. So the Jerome Hotel staff, you all were very lovely. You did a very lovely job. And the lady that was there, I think I felt I had a straight crush on because she was gorgeous. I just, mm-hmm. I just want to preface the thought because she was beautiful but the table's there and I start channeling immediately and I'm getting all this information and I just cannot get it out fast enough and the lady's like hi what would you like to drink and I'm like Diet Coke Diet Coke and I had my hand up and I'm just like dang and I didn't mean to be rude but I was I was there and I just needed to experience this and um do you want me to go over the details now or do you want me to hold off on them you can go ahead Okay, so I got a mail, and I got the initial CH, and I got a description of this mail, and I started immediately sketching what he looked like. And I know we have a photo of it that we'll put in the show notes, or and if you're not listening, go follow us on YouTube, because we'll have the picture posted there for you. I got a mail. He was a little bit heavier set. He definitely had a gut to him. I felt like he had a little bit of a bowl, like a little bit of pot belly. Um, I also felt like he um, had a mustache and that he had like a rounder nose. And then he kept telling me CH and then I kept getting 45, 45. And this felt like to me that it would be time that the building sat empty between something, between either one part of a a history of the building to a new phase of the building, I kept getting 45. And then what's really weird is I got the numbers 1945, but I felt like this was associated with a female, so I like holding that down. Then I also got a pain to the neck and the head, and I kept feeling like there was an issue with the neck and the head. And then I also got a couple other things I can't remember uh, off the top of my head, but I got all this information that I just could not do anything with it because I was just... I'm like, okay, now we eat. 
<laughs> yeah. And so I just was just going. Okay. And I never realized with the Hotel Jerome that it was a, uh, a mental institution or an asylum before it became an actual... It was a and hospital. It was, it was a hospital, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then it became the hotel, but in between the time it was a hospital and a restaurant hotel, it would sit vacant for 44 years. Now, I'm taking that 45 as like, mm, that's something, because we don't know the time between shutting down and the construction of the hotel and the renovation. So it could have been 45. I'm making that stick, and I don't care. I'm taking that to my grave, <laughs> it was 45. Um, because it, there's got to be obviously time for them to build and, and construct. But I feel like 45 was a very solid number to conjunction. With, like, if I'm off by a year, does that really make me that wrong? <laughs> I think but, I think you're close enough. Yeah, there was an allotted time that was a big chunk between it sat vacant. But I also kept feeling like every building in that area was connected by either owning the same bank like or having like financial problems between all of them. And I think what affected one building not only affected one, it affected them all. Like I felt like the sense of urgency to be like, we need funding. We need to get this this back up. We need to rebuild. We need a maintenance. And I kept getting the word like maintenance, like maintained, but I felt like it was the entire town i didn't feel like it was like a maintenance person then with um him i just i didn't feel when i was sitting next to this guy any sort of emotion other than i need to give you this information like he was he was very informative and he was very comfortable to be around and i felt like he was just sitting there going like it was not like i'm gonna make you feel weird now, what's interesting about this building, Dana, versus the Stanley Hotel, is I felt that this hotel was more active than the Stanley Hotel for a couple of reasons. Why do you feel like it's not, like to me, it's more active? I don't know, like maybe you know my thought process. Well. If you don't know, I can just tell you about it. Just give it to me. Give it to me. Okay. I think that there was less people inducing fear mm-hmm. into the atmosphere. It was cleaner. It was literally like, uh, yeah, there was like a skull picture on the wall, but it was not hyped up to be this haunted location and come here. It was literally just, we're aware of this activity. Just come visit our hotel because it's a gorgeous hotel. Mm-hmm. Like that was it. There was nobody popping around the corner. There was no book that was following the history of the hotel. I love you, Stanley. You'll have a place in my heart. But the the Grand Hotel of Jerome stands on its own for its history and not for a novel written by a famous author that became a book and that became a tourist attraction. It is just a hotel that happens to be allegedly haunted. Yeah, there was a lot of mythos uh, around the Stanley Hotel where mm-hmm. this was a lesser known um, place, um, maybe even a little harder to get to, I would argue, and um, just not as popular, right? Um, so there just wasn't as much, uh, information and everybody knows the movie, The Shining and everybody had an an opinion and, and all of that. Um, so it's interesting, as I said, I had been in there, um, March earlier this year and, um, I had gone with my, my friend and almost had a very similar situation as to you, um, Matt, with that visit where, um, as I walked in, I just felt a male's presence. And I remember sitting down um, at our table, and it was in the same dining room that we sat at. Uh, we sat in a different area of the dining room 
um, that time, but I felt him like, I'm just, I'm here with you. I'm hanging with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt like he was there. And I was like, I need to go use the restroom. We, we'd been in the car forever. Um, and Matt knows this. I pee a lot. And it's just what I do. <laughs> I just go to the bathroom a lot. She hydrated, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was like, I excuse myself to go to the restroom. And ironically, that is when he really came through to me was in the restroom. And I was in the woman's restroom of the hotel. There is a heater, the, a heater unit. And he kept on working on the heater unit um, in the restroom. And I was like, cool, what do you do? He's like, maintenance, maintenance. And he kept on telling me how was he was Was this while the... you were peeing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so awkward. He, he wasn't aware, but he was giving okay, me clues okay. as to what he, mm-hmm. what he was like, I'm the maintenance man. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. And he was like, and there was, I got validation of that. Um, and we'll validate everything later on. But I got validation of him being the maintenance guy the first time I was around. But there was a an extra layer of validation that came when you got your validation because he had a whole thing about being the boiler man. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he was like, pay attention to the fact that I'm working on the heater and the boiler and all of that. And he was like trying to make a point of of like showing me that he was working on that. Um, yeah, so he was, he had stuck with me like glue the second I entered it and entered into the facility the first time as well. And he like, was like literally with me the whole time I was eating the whole thing and just stuck with me like glue, um, while I was eating the same way that he had Mm -hmm. done so with you. So it was really cool to see you have a similar experience. Um, and like I said, you know, um, I had had, um, the intention with Matthew to like not really tap into him because I had already done that and Matt definitely had a connection with him. So I was like, what else can I pick up about this place that I didn't pick up before? And I kept on getting flashed a picture that was hanging somewhere of a nurse uh, with her, like a three quarter face um, is what they kept on showing me um, that was predominantly held somewhere. And then I kept on feeling getting pulled to the basement floor and that there was a lot of death that happened in the basement floor. Um, and that's where like the most urgent cases happened and, um, Mm -hmm. kept on getting pulled a lot to that. Also getting pulled to a lot of like lung issue cases, um, something with, you know, like a very, um, (coughs) excuse me, infectious, uh, lung issue cases that kept on coming through to the hotel. So that was my big takeaway. Yeah, you got that too. I got that as well. Yeah, because I remember being like, I just feel like, like tuberculosis or TB or like something where I'm like coughing up blood. But you know what's really funny too is like when we had, because we finished our lunch and then we had got up and we used the restroom and my restroom was not probably as clean as yours. Mine smelled like pee. I'm sorry. But it was like, okay, I'm getting out of here. So I left the restroom. I waited for you outside. And then I look at the the elevator and I'm like, what the what the hell is with us and creepy ass elevators? Yes. And that was the thought I had. I never told you about. I was like, what the fuck is the elevators in the hotel somewhere going? Well, and I'm so glad that you mentioned this. Okay, because we talked about the elevator in the Stanley episode. Mm-hmm. And um, I had gotten a, when I was there in March, I had felt something the, this gentleman had said, I died 
in with the elevator. And I was like, okay. And so that was the information that I got. And then when we were at the Stanley Hotel, I kept on seeing elevator, elevator. And I was like, is this my brain coming in to like every single time there's a haunted hotel, there's something with an elevator. And so I had dismissed when I saw elevator stuff at the Stanley Hotel, because I was like, this is just my brain coming in and saying, every time you're mm-hmm. at a haunted hotel, you're like picking up something about an elevator. So it's funny that you yeah. did the same thing. I did. I literally looked at the elevator and I felt uncomfortable, but I was like, okay, every single hotel we go to has this creepy ass elevator. And I just didn't take it as information, but I was uncomfortable by the elevator, just the way it looked. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's just me. Mm -hmm. So then we go down into the lobby of the hotel and it's actually in the basement. And we end up going in and talking to the person at the front desk, who was very lovely. Mm -hmm. I just want to say the staff at the Grand Hotel in Jerome and awesome. the loveliest bunch of folks. I just can't say that enough. We did email them to go stay the night there and do a paranormal investigation, but unfortunately they, were, they thought we were going to be setting up tripods and stuff. I don't think I was clear of being like, no, I'm a psychic medium. I'm just going to walk your floors. But next time I'm going there, I'm going to stay there. I want to mm-hmm. stay there. Yeah. So we ended up speaking to the lady And I start giving her the evidence that I got. So I got the CH. His name was Charles Henry. Mm -hmm. Charles Henry. Okay. Okay. I'm like, oh, let's keep going. We did not validate the way he looked because the photo that they had of Charles Henry, his head was missing Mm -hmm. in the photo. But I'm going to take my evidence for what it was. The building was vacant for 44 years between point A to point B. In 1945, there was a female that jumped off the top of the building and unalived herself outside the building in 1945, in December of 1945. So the female that I got for that was correct. The tuberculosis was the very top floor of the hospital. That was valid. You kept on getting pulled too. Then the nurse's photo was sitting right next to the other person Mm -hmm. and it finally got to the point where we're giving all this evidence that the lady at the front desk was like you're freaking me out yeah charles henry had passed away as a maintenance caretaker at the hospital and the elevator came down and crushed his head and neck Mm -hmm. and he was the boiler he a big part of what he maintained was the boiler and and that Mm -hmm. that piece of validation i didn't get the first time i was there and so that was really cool because I was like, why are you, stop working on the heater. Like, why are you keep showing me that you're working on the heater? And he was, that was his way of trying to show me that that was a big part of his job and what he came there to do. You know, when I hear my bias, that's kind of funny. As mm. Every time I like have like an investigation that has to do with anything from like 1945 to like 1800s, I always hear the movie Dolores Claiborne's accent in my head. So if he's like working on the boiler, he's like, oh, it's going to be a cold winter. <laughs> <laughs> There's no fish to fry here. <laughs> you don't want to go down that road. No. Um, but I just, I just keep yep. hearing that mean accent. Um, oh, and but it the, was the bottom the bottom floor was the emergency room department, and that's where mm-hmm. or they would take that. So they had a lot of deaths there, 
There also, you were pulled to a lot of things happening outside. Outside the building. Yes, I feel. Now, this was not validatable. There was a building, the way that the building was tucked in, it ran uh, along the lining of the mountain. So it was, the front was technically facing the view. And I felt like there was a building that, or a temporary building that would have been outside the building to the left of it. And I feel, not fact, I feel like that they've kept bodies out in like a freezer or like like a little like shack unit or something like that. But there was definitely something that was there and there was no way to validate it because they had carved into the mountain. So it would have been gone. It would have Mm -hmm. been gone. But there was a building that would be tucked away a little further back, but that's not where I felt it was. And I felt like at the very front of the building, I was very uncomfortable. Like things were dropping like mm-hmm. uncomfortable and the person at the front desk had validated that a lot of patients threw themselves off the front of the building and yeah. um, passed away yeah and so i did pick up on that there's uh also the office that i was talking about i kept seeing an office like there was a there was a doctor's office that would have faced the restaurant view towards the mountain itself and i just kept saying was that an office and the lady was like yeah that was an office on the second floor And I was like, beautiful, great, awesome. And so then it left me with a lot of questions leaving. Because she ended up giving us a flyer for the uh, girl that had passed away from 1945. They had a picture of her grave. Yeah. And that girl from 1945, she said, we have a lot of questions around her. So anything that you guys are picking Mm -hmm. up on her. And and both of us kind of picked up essentially the same thing is that she was just very Mm -hmm. mentally unwell. I felt, I kept on hearing the word schizophrenia around her Mm -hmm. um i just felt like she was overwhelmed a lot of voices but i didn't feel any foul play in her passing and i I think there was there's mythos around or or some kind of talking around somebody pushing her out or or something like that but i did not feel that at all oh i'm getting sad just thinking about her Mm -hmm. if i'm honest because i feel like i can channel her really easily now Mm -hmm. um I mean, this is all invalidatable, but if somebody is listening at the Jerome Hotel or knows this girl, I don't think we have her name now, um, would be that she was not mentally well. I feel like she would be an older adult. I think she was in her 20s when she had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like there, with her mental illness and also being away from her family, it was too much. It was too much. And you got to imagine in 19... 19- 45 there was we were not at the medical place that we are now and how we handle mental illness so a lot of people were getting electroshock therapy um where is it where they go in with a needle and they yeah talking about lobotomies lobotomies so we did not treat mental illness very well and so a lot of patients most likely felt poked and prodded and experimented on and i'm not saying that she was but i can understand why Mm -hmm. i understand why she probably did what she did right and so sometimes when you feel like you can't have a way out and she could have been admitted there by her family but but she was not from jerome i always like to when i'm telling the story to my partner i'm like there's no reason that she should have been buried there Mm -hmm. there was no reason and so they gave us pamphlet on charles henry they gave us a pamphlet on her and then they gave us uh, something else. I don't remember yeah. what it was. We, they let us take pictures, which was really nice. And then we left the building. And then on our way back down, um, we ran into our grave. 
Yeah, we uh, we were driving, and and there's a lot of roundabouts or rotaries, as Matt likes to call them. And the rotaries uh, in Massachusetts, <laughs> but the roundabouts everywhere else. We found that out. Thank you, moderators on TikTok. Um, Dally. <laughs> But there was, uh, we saw, I went, oh, Matt, look, a cemetery. And he looked at the pamphlet and he's like, that's where she's buried. And so we, we, we went around and we went to the cemetery where she was buried and we placed, a, I found a little heart rock and we placed a heart mm-hmm. rock on her grave and, and, and just there, paid honor to her. There was a reason why we do that because we don't, uh, as investigators, and I don't know if we call ourselves investigators, we always hear the legend of somebody or we see a photo of them, but to see their real life grave and then having a hotel give a pamphlet out of, of them, it it doesn't make it real. And I think mm-hmm. when you go to somebody's grave that's involved in a haunting or a haunting location, it makes it real that they were a person. And I never want anybody on the other side to ever, and they don't feel this way, but I just, in my head, it's my empathetic side where I just don't want them to feel used. Do you know what I mean? Used for any profit or used for any story. So I think going there and showing her respect of just being like, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. I'm really sorry that you lived that life, that you felt like you that was the answer to your to to your problem but what really broke my heart and i can't figure out why it broke my heart was that her grave you can see the hotel from her grave yeah that made me really sad yeah because she desperately wanted out of there right and to know that even though her body oh my i'm getting really sad just thinking about it i'm sorry um that her grave actually faces where she had lost her life of not wanting to be there anymore. It's like, oh, I felt so bad for her. Yeah. And 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 she doesn't feel that way, right? So the graveyards are just for the living. Uh they're not there, but I just I just couldn't imagine wanting to be out of a place and then having to get a view then, of it then for being a whole buried. eternity. Just being buried. Yeah. Like and there Yeah. <clears throat> it was uh but I think it was a really important thing to remember whether we're doing an investigation in a mm-hmm. location or we're doing a mediumship reading to always remember that these were breathing people yeah. that lived full oh. and complete lives and to always honor their full and complete lives and who they were as people. Um, and always put that on the forefront of the why of what we do and, mm-hmm. and, and, and not to sensationalize any of it. Yeah, I mean, that's somebody's pain. Especially especially if you take your own life. I mean, you have to be in some sort of extreme pain to not want to be here anymore. Yeah. And so we always want to honor that, right? We want to honor the love. We want to honor the life. And we want to honor the loss of whoever that we're reading for, even as mediums mm-hmm. of just being like they lived a life and we need to honor that life, no matter if it was a good life or a bad life, it was still a life. And that shows value to the human spirit, right? Mm-hmm. So just know that if you do go, just do something to just pay respect. Even if yeah. you're just like, nothing's here, just pay respect. It's just a respectful thing yeah. to do. And just even, you know, I always just think what, again, what, no matter what it is, whether it's a reading or, or being able to go up to the Jerome and just simply saying, thank you for, for sitting with me. Thank you for your information. Mm -hmm. Thanks for, for your time and your energy. Because I think it's really 
always important that we honor the spirit world. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And and I do like to preface in my experience as an evidential psychic medium, and Dana, you can probably co- uh, collaborate with this, that we don't stay on this plane for a reason, right? And so I think leaving the Grand Hotel, it shooketh me. It shook me because why would he be there? And it was intelligent enough to give me oh what is that? Oh, that yeah, there was a little orb <laughs> that just flew um uh it there would be no reason for him to be there but maybe that's his heaven and he likes it and he loved that job and i don't know but it was intelligent it was enough to give me validable evidence i was getting emotion out of it just like i would with channeling a spirit and so i changed my mind on hauntings is it possible yes is there a reason i don't know And I don't think it's my job to know, but it's my job to prove the continuation of life after death on however it plays out. Now, am I saying that I was it was evil or haunted? No, because I think me and you went in there with an unbiased opinion. We did not dilute the information. You did not tell me a goddamn thing at all Mm -hmm. until we left the building. And it was literally like two mediums coming together, having two separate experiences, having the same evidence roll through. There is no possible way that that location does not have activity. Yeah. I said it. It's haunted. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the million dollar question is. I'm, hold on really quick. I'm going to change that word. I don't like that word haunted. It is spiritually occupied. It's, it's active. It's an active location. Because here's the thing, like, the, but, but going back, like, had he crossed over? Absolutely. I don't feel that he's stuck there. I don't think mm-hmm. that he needs a rescue circle. I don't think, like, I think at any moment, his awareness could go somewhere else. I think he likes it there. I think... I think he likes it there, too. I think he likes the attention. I think, um, but I never get the feeling that he's stuck there. I think he liked being honored and validated. Mm-hmm. And I think he came out and greeted us for a reason to be like, welcome to my home. Yeah. And he was, and he was a very gracious dude. But would you also say like, we tapped into a few characters at the Stanley and he felt more, you often uh, use the word hollow. I would say the, the entity, the, the spirits, I don't like using the word entity because it's, Sounds a little too woo, woo, like woo ghosty, um, but I would say what we tapped into at the Stanley felt more hollow um, mm-hmm. versus what we what we tapped into at the Jerome. I think with the Stanley, there's so much fear running around uh, the the hotel, especially from the guests and 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 the persona of the actual building itself mm-hmm. that it elevates the energy for residual stuff. So it felt a little bit more hollow. No, granted, I did not have an overnight stay there. I didn't get to see that no. goddamn sexy cowboy, which I'm really mad about. There's the, um, you're coming back. It's but fine. It, it didn't feel intelligent. This guy felt like a soul. Yeah. Charles, Mr. Charles. I felt like we felt were like picking up more on residual stuff. And I felt like, I felt like at the Stanley, I was constantly picking out like, what is everybody's what what was the shining stuff what was like the stanley trying to feed everybody and what actually mm-hmm. happened i felt like i was constantly parsing everything out 
um, and trying mm-hmm. to come without any bias to it. Whereas everything felt a little cleaner at the Jerome. Yes. Because we didn't have people interacting and being like, boom, I'm going to get you. Get yeah. Tyrants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and maybe, I mean, I, uh, if we didn't. I'm sorry we, to be the laugh. No. But it w- <laughs> I wonder if we could have um, gotten a cleaner experience had we not done the ghost tour at the Stanley and just been able to walk those same areas and not had something fed to us. Um, See, here's the deal. And I'm putting this out in the ether, Willie. I'm putting it out in the ether. If you are a haunted hotel or a haunted location and you want us to come there and investigate, you reach out to hello at mattandana.com and we will consider going to your place and having the experience. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm self self doing listen it, so, these sorry. these two want to travel and by these mm-hmm. two i mean matt and dana want to travel a lot in yeah. 2023 so we're, yes. we're open we're open so that was that was the hotel jerome which was a fantastic and amazing experience and i think eye-opening and i we learned something amazing and then we came back to our airbnb and we busted open the the Ouija board <laughs> Sorry, when I started laughing like a couple minutes ago, I was thinking about Shelley Duvall. <laughs> <laughs> I love me some Shelley Duvall. Um, the Ouija board. Okay, so if you don't know and you haven't gone back and you listen to the episode, I'm a tool. Go check that out. It's just a piece of cardboard with some numbers on it. Okay, but Dana's never done a Ouija board before. This was my, I was a first timer. Mm, I was so glad I could ease you into that. Mm-hmm. It was so easy. What do you, what are your thoughts? I'm going to let you tell this story because it was your first time doing the Ouija board. You set, set the tone. I mean, I was not scared at all. I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, two or three years ago, it would have been a different thing. I would have been a little more freaked out. Um, but it was, it was cool. It was a very cool mm-hmm. experience of, of feeling, um, the energy move the planchette. Um, and seeing some intelligence in, and how it was moving to the, to the letters. Um, I, if anything, it's, I think it's frustrating. I think I've, I've worked with like some ghost boxes before and, um, with the Ouija board, I, I'm a much better conduit for spirit than a Ouija board or a spirit box. Cause I'm just like, I get mm-hmm. it faster, you know? And so I'm like, spit mm-hmm. it out. Let's go. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, so if I was like trying to get a message, it it was um, a lot more tedious than yeah. if I was because I, I feel like I'm a better conduit for for spirit communication than a Ouija board or, or anything like that. hundred percent. But it was very cool to feel what spirit can do because spirit can manipulate things and it was validation that spirit can manipulate things around us right we can hear about spirit manipulating lights uh you know lights might flicker or there could have been an orb like we just saw in Mm -hmm. matthew's camera um a few moments ago if you're watching on youtube um they can change numbers on on things like um that happens to me all the time you might see certain numbers uh music can pop on um the spirit world can do things in on our earthly plane and manipulate things when the conditions are right and when we're open and inviting to it and so it was very cool to get validation and be like a part of that um and to just sit and 
and participate in it, be a willing participant in it. Um, I th did it can change I, my I... mind on anything? No, but I'm, I'm, it was cool. It was cool. Can I just take a minute to say thank you, Megan Elisa, for giving us some really awesome tips because mm -hmm. she did give us some things of being like, put some really nice music on that's like high vibe. You know, be very open. It's going to take a while. You have to build a power just like you would with mediumship. It was very nice of her to do that. So thank mm -hmm. you, Maganya. I really appreciate that. But that is true. You need to have the right mix of things to facilitate the physical mediumship. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a lot of the Ouija board is very similar to, similar to table tipping. And it was really funny as and when we were on vacation with Sedona, table tipping kept coming up. Yep. And so it is very like physical mediumship is a very beautiful, awesome experience, but it takes a while. Mm -hmm. It takes a while to get that uh, lawnmower going. But when it does, the power of the spirit world will shine through in physical mediumship in a way that mental mediumship just cannot do mm -hmm. yet. Well, I mean, technically, yeah, because you've mm -hmm. got trance. But physical mediumship is just amazing. And the power of the spirit world could even manifest the little lights themselves in mm -hmm. a dark room. It's just flickering lights. Like, there's so much possibility in mediumship that we have, as souls, to even begin to tap into the tip of the iceberg with the spirit world so it's very very cool i am very grateful that i got to do the ouija board with you um, because it was very interesting because we were both like okay you're going to be biased we're moving it we're moving it but we were literally watching it slide back and forth we didn't really get an end uh, a person um, in my opinion, I don't think we did. I think we were starting to get the spirit world starting to move it. Um, we did get the word goodbye. I remember that being spelled mm -hmm. out. Um, and then I also got, we uh, got like AM, 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 mama, 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 mama. 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 And, it, yeah. and it kept, and then Cody was messing with us being like, mm -hmm. oh, you got to look up the phone. So there's a lot with the Ouija board that's, mm, I like being a better tool than the Ouija board. Yeah. So our next trip, you know what we're going to do next? Hmm. Ghost box. Oh, <laughs> I, I think that's yeah. fantastic. But not the apps on the ghost box, because all no. I feel like most of those are preloaded with words. They are preloaded with words. Yeah. Yeah. I want like a legit spirit box. Mm -hmm. Like a legitimate spirit box. Because I saw this really cool thing. Now, granted... Granted, Dana, it was on Amazon Prime. It was about the Conjuring House. But they used a spirit box. And it's very clear on the words that they said one of the spirit boxes led them to a graveyard that was undiscovered. That's really cool. And it was giving them right, left, stay. Like they would go to a fork in the road. They'd ask the spirit box, hey, what direction should I go? And then all of a sudden you hear, right. And so they took a right. That was a good impression of a spirit box. Did you that, like that was real good. Mm -hmm. And then you hear straight. And then they brought them to the, like, it's a foundation. It's a graveyard, but it was a foundation of a house, but it was also a graveyard around it. That's really cool. Did, then, did it go like that. this? Did it go, take the rotary? With <laughs> <laughs> 300 feet, turn left. <laughs> turn around, you asshole. <laughs> There was no that. You missed but your turn. 
But what's interesting about this foundation in, in the graveyard that what was um, being talked about is that it was validatable from the kids because the kids stumbled upon this when they lived there in the conjuring house, like the family that lived there. They The kids stumbled upon this and could never get back to it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, it's missing, whatever. But the spirit box took them there. That's really cool. I think, you know, mm-hmm. but more than anything... Um... I always say this, and I and I, I, I think it gets tiring, but I'm going to say it because I think it's important for everybody to remember. Every single day we sit with the spirit world, I'm more, I learn something new. And mm-hmm. I think having flexibility and openness to what we can learn and how we can grow with spirit is the best way to move forward and to, to have some, what, what, what do you want to teach me today? And always mm-hmm. having respect. For the spirit world and saying thanks for teaching me and thanks for this new thing that you've opened my eyes to because really it's there's there's no cap on it right i always th- mm-hmm. say like the more i understand about the spirit world the more i understand that i know nothing uh, prove me wrong hotel grand hotel prove me wrong you know who loved the spirit board even more though hmm. sedona the metal kitty <laughs> <laughs> Can we she's, put it at the end? <laughs> yes. She's so good at it. <laughs> she was a pro. You know, she, she had the gentle touch. She had the gentle touch. Kitty. Kitty. <laughs> well, Dana, thank you so much for going on that adventure with me and helping me discover my love of... Uh, I actually really love it. I'd do it again. I would totally yeah. do it again. I want to do more paranormal investigations because for me as an evidential psychic medium, it just shows a continuation of life after death in some form and in an unbiased way. All right? Yeah. So prove me wrong, spirit world. Prove me wrong. Prove, prove us wrong and do it with respect. Do it with <laughs> an open mind with release your bias release your fear and just what what are you here to teach me what am i here to learn from this experience and i i guarantee you with each and every time you do that you will be surprised and it will change Mm -hmm. change the way you look at the spirit world it might even change the way you look at life yes i love it all right well matt do something nice for somebody oh dana and you are the light of a hundred thousand salt lamps you are the light. Yes. We'll see <laughs> Bye, you next everybody. time, guys. See ya. Okay, Kitty. You can't move it. We got a light energy. We got a spirit. P U S S Kitty. I'm a-